that. It's time now for our Monday morning TV segment. Let's talk all things CPG. We've got Mike Bowdenistle here from the Stockout. Mike, we are 21, 22 days into now the month of May. So we're almost to the end and have really halfway through the second quarter already. Walmart released their first quarter earnings. And what does now the giant have to say? Yeah, so I think they had a lot to say that was really relevant for the CPG industry. And uh, you always want to pay attention to them because they're about a 20% customer for the CPG industry as, as a whole. But it sounded to me like they're going to be more aggressive on uh, asking for price reductions or at least not accepting a lot more uh, further price increases unless there's really a good reason for it. I um, thought they used some pretty aggressive language on the call um, when describing that. And it's sort of a little bit more aggressive than they've, they've made on, uh, on, on prior calls, have an example of that um, in, a, in a graphic, if, if we can put that, put that up. And so this is from the CEO, Doug McMillan. He says, you know, we do need some of these branded suppliers that are in dry grocery and consumables, that's CPG, to get more top-line focus, and they have been for a while. It's a generalization. Not everyone is in the same place, but we're looking for those that want to be more aggressive. And so you've heard me say, you know, a bunch of times here on the show that the CPG companies their top priority has been margin improvement. Um, Walmart seems to um, agree with that and uh, would, would like that to, to, to change and be you know a little bit more aggressive on on, on price. Um, and you know, a really good reason for that is uh, you know a lot of Walmart's customers live more or less paycheck to paycheck, and so maybe they spend the same amount of dollars at a Walmart, but if they're spending more for their CPG everyday items. They have less money for the dis the discretionary items, what they call general merchandise. Now, that general merchandise is at a higher margin, and so that um, the higher CPG prices, grocery prices, reduces the margin of the overall company because you have that, that that negative mix impact. And then another interesting thing is they say that their health and wellness sales are way up, and what they attribute that to is these diabetes drugs that are being used for weight loss, Ozempic, and the like. Those are sales of those have kind of exploded. And um, you, you know th that's very low margin because most of that's just kind of a pass, uh, kind of a pass through, um, and, and so that's hurting the the, the margin on, on the mix side as well. Um, so it does sound like Walmart's going to get more aggressive on uh, the CPG um, companies to protect their own margins. Now, some of the things they they can do, they're not going to stop carrying, you know, General Mills products or Mondelez's products, but um, you know they can be a little bit more promotional of their own private labels, maybe they can negotiate things like, you know, the volume that they're going to buy or shelf, um, you know, locations and, and, and those type of things. So I think they're going to be a little more aggressive uh, there. Um, you know, even the C though a lot of the CPGs think they still have some catch up to do on, on margins. And Mike, you mentioned it briefly around their customers. Were there any talking points around um, their current customer makeup, if they've received any kind of new types of clients that are regularly shopping at Walmart? So they, they said, again, they're getting more high-income consumers who go there for grocery. I don't know if those people are ever going to buy a, a shirt at, at Walmart, but they seem to be okay buying their, their cornflakes at, at Walmart. Um, so, so that's been a benefit. They do say the consumers are sort of under a lot of pressure, and those pressures have sort of gotten more gradually um, intense uh, because of things like reducing the SNAP uh, benefits. Um, you know, they, they like to get more higher-income consumers you know, in, in the door. One of the ways they're doing that is targeting the convenience aspect and really trying to um, kind of almost build their own Amazon. I mean, they're making this big push into e-commerce. They have a subscription that's similar to you know, Amazon Prime. Um, maybe that's going to be a little bit more weighted towards everyday 
you know, items. And they're trying to get to a point where they have the, the quote, perfect order where a customer does, a, does an e-commerce order either for pickup or delivery. And it's, it's precisely um, what the customer requested. It's, it's perfect. There's no substitutions at all. But that really creates the, a, a greater demand for high service levels you know, what you think about that from, from a CPG standpoint is, oh, is the on-time and full fees even going to be higher? And are they going to be more aggressive on those? Because they really need those shipments to be on-time and in full if they're going to have that that perfect order like uh, like, like they're planning uh, for, for consumers. And um, so, so, so to me, I mean, it, it sort of speaks to why we hear from so many companies now trying to build resilience into their supply chain, sort of prioritizing transportation service over transportation costs. It all sort of comes down to convenience has been elevated because Amazon has changed everyone's expectation of convenience and Walmart's trying to play that game too. So you mentioned the transportation aspect. Obviously, Walmart handles a lot of their own transportation as well. And we know that Walmart's network of drivers is one of the best, honestly, in the industry. Is their labor expectations also having to grow, not only now from the transportation side, but also if we're talking about more high-end consumers entering their stores, more high-end consumers increasing their expectations of the store, are they also having to now kind of ramp up service levels when it comes to their actual labor force? Like the checkers who are in the stores, I know a lot of stores have now gone to the majority self-checkout, but some of those employees as well. Yeah, I mean, Walmart is one, though, I mean, you know, there's been so much talk over the years about, you know, not paying people enough, but when, when they need the people, they're willing to to change the, the, the price they're paying the people I and mean, change change the price. I mean, they've always had truck drivers that, you know, get paid more than other truck drivers. And I think if people have managed the stores, they, you know, some pretty um, eye-popping headlines of how much some of those people are got, got paid last year. So they're they're willing to to, to find the people and 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 take the the salaries to the to the market clearing rate for the right people that that they need it. So I'm not too concerned about that. I mean, they did say on their transportation costs, those have come way down, and not only just the the the, the, the transportation costs, but just all of the um, you know supply chain issues, those have been reined in as well. So it's, I think it also speaks to how. Um, you know, they're going to expect the CPGs, um, you know, prices to maybe come come down that they're paying for their suppliers because they know that, um, you know, they have some some good sense of, of what their transportation costs are going to be because they have so much of the transportation, you know, that themselves. And Mike, one of the talking points that you introduced on FreightWaves Now before was the conversation around promotional, um, really uh, really pushing and diminishing some margins. Uh, with Memorial Day coming up, and I am starting to see that there are early Memorial Day sales, are there any talks of how this might impact CPG or really margins overall? I think that's really the debate right now in CPG is is really, are, are the promotions going to be so aggressive that it hurts margins and they can't get that margin recovery um, because the, the mar- promotional activity is at, at a historically low level? I do think there's going to be more. There's going to be some of that, um, and, and I, I think it's maybe going to be not not one thing or the other. It's it's going to be, you know, so, some some increase in, in promotional activity from a very low level, but the companies still don't want to give back all of the margin improvement that they have in their expectations for the next you know year or so, and really want to get back to pre-pandemic levels. So I still think you know for the CPG companies, their top priority is, is get those margins back to pre-pandemic levels. 
Eventually, something has to give either from the consumer or the CPG standpoint. It's going to be interesting to see when that happens. Mike, you've got the stock out this afternoon, the show coming up at uh, 2 o'clock Eastern time. Can you tell us a little bit about what to expect for today's episode? Yeah, so I'm going to be talking to Dave uh, Kiesling, uh, Vice President of Transportation Management at Kenco Logistics. So they do a lot of food and beverage um, transportation uh, management. So we're going to talk about what what, uh, he's seeing in the market. Awesome, Mike. Looking forward to that episode. And thanks so much for joining us this morning. Okay, good to see you guys. Head on over to FreightWaves.com, drop down our newsletters tab, and subscribe to the Stockout newsletter as well. And while you're there, you might as well get in on all of our community's newsletters too. That's right. There's tons of information to be offered. If you're involved in any part of the supply chain and want to learn a little bit more about it, we have it for you. Absolutely. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with our next check of the weather, so don't go away.